here today and my topic of discussion is going to be on conjugal love. Conjugal love is the love between a husband and wife. Of all of the brotherly loves, it is the closest, most intimate, and most enduring because it takes two people and they become one. God is love and it is from God that we learn how to love our spouses. Genesis 2.18 and then 21 to 24. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And the Lord God caused deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh." When God created Adam, he said that it was not good for man to be alone, so he made woman to be with him. One of the first judgments in the Bible is found in Genesis 2.24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife. This was the beginning of marriage and the ordinance of marriage. This is the established nature of man according to the will of the father. He created male and female. Children grow up and separate from their parents. Spouses are commanded to cleave to each other. To cleave means to adhere firmly, closely, loyally, and faithfully. Eve took the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and gave it to Adam to eat. The serpent deceived her. God punished Eve because she took the fruit first. He greatly multiplied her conception and gave her pain in childbirth and put her husband at the head of her. This is Genesis 3.16. And to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. And sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. God also punished Adam. He cursed the ground because of Adam, and he gave him hard work until the day that he dies. All of this was a curse, and it's not the way it will be for eternity. When Christ comes, he will remove the curse and bring everlasting life. The earth will yield its increase, death will be swallowed up in victory, and there will be no pain in childbearing, and women will be equal to man in all ways. In fact, the scripture tells us that in the last days a woman shall compass a man. We can see that women have come a long way in recent history and have been given rights and authority in many areas, though they still do not equal man in all things. Though God put the man as the head of the wife, we must remember that God is head over all. No one is given the authority to cause another to sin against God. The man does not replace God in authority to the woman. The first commandment over all is the royal law that puts the love and obedience to God first above all things. Paul spoke about marriage and conjugal love in Ephesians 5 verses 22 to 31. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleansing Cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, 
that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it, even as the Lord of the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. When Paul wrote about this, remember that he was talking about believing spouses and the ordinance of obedience to the wife who was balanced by the care and devotion of the husband. The husband was to love his wife as much as he loves himself. God never intended for a man and a woman to be divorced. Marriage is supposed to be a permanent union. Divorce was allowed because of sin. There are many wicked people. There are precious few believers. Divorce is allowed in the case of adultery. Paul also wrote that a non-believing spouse is an if a non-believing spouse is not pleased to dwell with a believing spouse, then the believing spouse would be free. He said also that if a believer is married to a non-believer and the non-believer is pleased to remain married, then they should remain married because the non-believer may be strengthened and may come to know God because of the good conduct of the believing spouse. Conjugal love is made perfect only through perfect divine love. In every way, the laws and ordinances of brotherly love must be shown in how you treat your spouse. If you are married to a believer, you are truly blessed. Your spouse is also of the same body of Christ. Treat them well. Be kind to them. Would you injure Christ's body? Your wife is Christ's precious daughter, and your husband is Christ's precious son. You must love and honor Christ's body as well as your own. A believing spouse is a blessing from the Lord. Helping, strengthening, and supporting them does not mean you are putting yourself down. Look at the big picture. Their strength is your strength. Their honor, your honor. You are one body, not two bodies. Therefore, in everything, it should be we and not me. What do you want in a marriage? I want my husband to love and value me, my family, to be strong, for us to be an example of righteousness, and as a couple to walk together perfectly before the Lord. The Spirit told me, work to that end. It is hard to repair what your hands have destroyed. A wise woman builds her house, but a foolish woman plucks it down with her own hands. Love must be balanced. I adore my husband, but I love God more. If I love my husband too much, more than God, he becomes an idol to me and I will sin against God. And if he were to fall, so would I. And Satan would make sure of that. But if I love him too little, if I love him less than I love myself, I would be self-centered, always putting myself first. In marriage, one must always weigh the needs and desires of their spouses equal to their own needs and desires. We must treat each other with love and respect. Sometimes, however, in a family, you must give and sacrifice because of the greater need. For example, a baby is helpless and you sacrifice your sleep and comfort for them. And also, a husband who works hard outside of the home and may take on extra work, may take on extra work inside because his wife is ill or she may have just had a baby. He's sacrificing himself for his wife. And a wife with a husband may do more work inside the home than he does, 
even if she works outside, if her husband's work is harder, more physical, with longer hours. We just have to consider the needs of each other as a whole and of our whole family as a whole. Marriage is a partnership between a man and a woman for companionship and health. It is through marriage that children are supposed to be brought up. The world lies about conjugal love. People confuse this with lust and fornication. It hypes up the idea for romance so that the seeking of the pleasure, of this pleasure, becomes an idol god. Anything that causes you to sin becomes an idol to you. We must remember that the royal law puts the love of God first. The love of God defines the love between man and woman. Emotions can lead you astray. Hormones are powerful and can make you do things that you regret. But the law of God guides us and will lead you to a perfect reunion between you, your spouse, and God. Amen.